1: It's the Mike Missanelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.
0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a Mike Missanelli podcast on a Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving. It is podcast number 136. It is brought to you by Bet Rivers. We hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving, hanging out with their family and stuffing yourself. And now here comes here comes the Friday leftover day. You know, I just saw this recipe where I'm gonna make my own hot pocket out of turkey. Yeah. Hot pocket. All you got to do is get some pizza dough. You lay it out there. You layer it with like, uh, you know, the, like the Wawa gobbler, but then you roll it and you bake it. I'm going to try it. It's a homemade hot pocket. I'm running out of ideas for leftovers, the turkey soup, the turkey salad, the turkey sandwiches, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to do something different, but I hope you enjoy your black Friday where you have nothing to do, but shop online or maybe risk yourself going to the store, which I never do. Okay coming up on the show an analysis of the the Eagles next game against the Buffalo Bills we're also going to touch on the 76ers who somehow have shot themselves out of this play-in tournament and then uh, we'll have our picks of the week some interesting picks this week and I want you to pay attention because I'm going to give you a pick you might not you might not hear it until after the game is played so I'll give it to you now Nebraska is at home as a three-point favorite against Iowa, which last week clinched their spot in the Pac-10 uh, championship game. Oh, so, over
1: okay. under 25 and a half,
0: by the way. Yeah, okay. So um, <laughs> so I'm going to take Nebraska to win the game because Iowa doesn't need the game. Well, Whatever. I'm going to put it out here because you're probably going to go, Okay, uh, he, he knew what the result was. No, no, I'm doing it right now because we're doing this podcast at 11. Uh, what time is it? 11... It's
1: 11.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Black Friday, 2023.
0: Yeah, that's, so I'm going to give you that one, and then we'll, then we'll handle some stuff later. Uh, all right, so let's start. You know, I'm watching football yesterday, as we all are, three games. Uh, and I'm paying a particular attention to Detroit Lions, which is the first game. And I'm listening to all this hype about, all oh, the Lions, well, look what they've built. Look, Dan Campbell's a wonderful coach. Look at this Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, blah, blah, blah. And it occurred to me, and I tweeted it out at the time because I couldn't take it anymore. Um, this is the difference between the Eagles and everybody else. Uh, we don't appreciate the Eagles' consistency. We always freak out that they don't win games more handily. But they also don't do what the Detroit Lions did yesterday, which is to lay an egg at home when you're supposed to be a good team playing against an inferior team and get housed. All right. You're not going to see the Eagles. People say, well, they lost to the Jets. Okay, once it happened, they didn't get housed in that game. Once it happened, the consistency that the Eagles display from week to week is underappreciated when you look at the rest of the league. Now there are some teams that are coming up. San Francisco is back on, on, you know, on a, on a rally. The Cowboys look good against inferior teams. They, they also don't lose against inferior teams. They can't be good teams, but from week to week, people freak. Oh my God, the Eagles are making this too close, but they're consistent winners and they do what it takes to win. And you saw that fraud Lions team yesterday on Thanksgiving at home. Give it up to Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. All right, that's my opening statement for today's podcast. So let's get into their next game, because I don't think the Eagles are in a really good spot in this game. i got to be honest with you. They've managed to squeak by in a lot of games. You know there's a loss coming down the pike, and this is a situation where they could lose two in a row. And that wouldn't, for me, not deplete their strength. It's just the way the league goes from week to week. So it's the Eagles and the Bills. Sunday at 425 p.m. All right, let's look at this matchup. Because the Bills are are coming off a pretty good game. And and Josh Allen is coming off a pretty good game. Last week, he threw for three touchdowns. His rating was 108.2. It was the Jets, I get it. But they have a good defense. And and he he got them for 275 yards. Conversely, the Eagles held Mr. Wonderful. Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback who was ever built, by the way, uh, according to mo- most people, uh, 177 last week, but this is the telling stat. 4.1 yards per attempt. He was scared to death to throw the ball down the field. Now, his rating was 71.6, and there were a ton of drops. I get it. But uh, they, had, the Eagles put some pressure on Mahomes almost every play. Uh, their defense right now... Um, the bills I'm talking about are pretty good. Like the team last week was supposed to be pretty good. It gives up 15 points a game. The chiefs bills only give up 17.3 points a game. All right. Another defensive, uh, uh struggle, uh, for uh, the, the Eagles against the, the, the bills defense. They're fourth in the league. They have 19 takeaways. That's tied for second. They're an active defense, but let's look at the offense, um, Josh Allen's all over the place, and he's going to give it up. He's got, he is going to give it up in this game one time at least. So, whether the Eagles can manage the turnover battle, they could win the game. All right, let's look at their offense. Um, they're fifth in the league, 27.3 points per game, the Eagles uh, on third down conversions. They're first in the league. So, they've may, managed to make a lot of clutch plays on third down, and they're going to probably have to do this uh, this time. Now, uh, the Bills last week had six sacks. You know, they're playing a quarterback who stinks, doesn't know what to do. And then the backup came in. They had eight quarterback hits last week, but they do sack the quarterback. They have 39 sacks on the year. That's second in the league. They're first in quarterback hits. They're going to come uh, at Jalen Hurts. And so it's up to Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni to develop a game plan where they get the ball out of their hands quickly and move the ball down the field. Um, the... uh Eagles are going to have to deal with some really good defensive linemen, but their offensive line has been able to hold on to that. So it's a pretty even game, and the line would indicate that. Um, Let's look at the Eagles last week, and here's what I predict. Every time A.J. Brown doesn't get the ball, he's getting the ball. All right? you know that this week he's been bitching and moaning to the offensive coaching staff. Uh, For him to get one catch last week is criminal you you got to target A.J. Brown. The quick passes on the slant they don't target, which for me is a winning play all the time, a quick shot to him on a slant. They've gotten away from that. Fortunately, Devontae uh, Smith has picked up when A.J. Brown has been down. Devontae's had a couple 99-yard games right now. So Buffalo, uh, against the uh, their their pass defense, is fantastic. It's mediocre. It's 15th in the league. 87.9 rate to wide receivers. 6.9 yards per attempt to wide receivers. That's tied for 14th. Very mediocre, right in the middle of the league. Um, and and their uh yards per carry, Buffalo on offense is 25th in the league. And uh so DeAndre Swift, get the ball to him, get the ball out of your hands quick. Get the ball in DeAndre Swift's uh, hands. All right, um, let's look at their receiving core, of the Buffalo Bills, because this is going to be troubling, maybe against the Eagles' secondary. First of all, James Cook is running pretty well, uh, but he's also catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, Stephon Diggs, obviously, but Khalil Shakir has been a key for them. Last week, hit some big plays, three catches, about 115 yards. Last, week. we got to watch him. And Dalton Kikade is a tight end. Who is very prominent. And he said five straight games of 45 yards and the catches. Of course, the Eagles give it up to tight ends. Their rating against tight ends is last in the league, if you can believe it 122.9, their rate in covering tight ends. So there, there you go with the, the game synopsis on the give and take and what Buffalo is going to bring, what the Eagles have to counter, and vice versa. Uh, it, the same game plan. You have to get the ball out of your hands quick. They're going to come. They're going to they're going to bring the heat on you. They're go- they want to sack the quarterback. But you can also run against this team. And on defense, you got to watch the tight end in the big plays. So there it is. Uh, again, this is a spot that I don't really like the Eagles in. Last week, uh, they had to they had to win that game in, in in weird fashion. I don't know how they won the game, but they did win the game. And now here comes Buffalo well, with a head of steam. And if there ever is a game where they're due to lose at home, it would be this one. So let's bring in producer Darren. Uh, Darren, how do you see this game?
1: The Bills are a schizophrenic team, Mike, as you've seen. I mean, pretty much the last two years, they are either all they're on hitting on all cylinders or they just struggle for four quarters. Defensively, they're tough, man. I do think and you keep saying you've said it like three or four times now that that the that hurts and the Eagles offense needs to get the ball out quick. The problem with that is for me is the only plays I've seen in the, over the past month where they make that attempt against either a blitz or against you know a strong front seven is those bubble screens. When was the last time we saw consistent slants out of this offense or consistent china out of this offense? You just don't see it. And I'd like to see that more. Give me the back. Give me Smith in the flat. Run a little China for me. Do that. Give me Smith and AJ on quick slants all day. They're quick enough. Their bursts off the line are certainly catered to that. But all I ever see against a Blitz or a tough front seven on this uh, with this offense is bubble screens. Enough with the goddamn bubble
0: screens. Well, they use the bubble screens also to the wide receivers, which I, uh, like last week when they ran it to Swift, they got big yardage out of that. The wide yeah. receiver bubble screen has been a disastrous play for them. So They
1: don't run it well. You're right. No.
0: Uh, so you, you got to run that screen that you ran at DeAndre Swift, and you do. You have to get him in wheel routes. You have to, you have to utilize him more in the passing game, I think. Uh, so uh, I don't like the game. What's the line right I don't now? Either. Three. It's three.
1: It went up to three and a half. It's back to three. It's going to stay at three. I doubt you at game time it's going to be anything different. This is look. They're not going to win every game. Are they really going to go fifteen and two? I mean, our fourteen. No, but and one? the problem with
0: losing this game is that you know, like that game at Dallas is probably a loss too. So a two game losing streak at this stage of the year. Uh, is not good. Now, I no, think we can not, bounce back from that because, have, you know, they, Seattle Seahawks are uh, paper Tigers. Uh, yeah. So. the last, Here's the
1: other thing, too, Mike, with this team. Like, they need... If they go... If they win the next two, it's done. It's locked in. Because the last four games of the season are gimmies. It's against garbage teams. The Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Giants twice. There is no excuse to lose any of those games if you need them. They are gimme wins. So, look... Maybe they win on Sunday. I just think with uh, you know, the bye week leading into the Chiefs game, it was very emotional game for a lot of guys. You saw that on the sideline. You saw that after the game. They could talk all they want about it. It was just another game. Bullshit. That game meant a lot to those guys. There you go. You games. have
0: now kept the, the Joe DiMaggio streak going <laughs> with your curse words. Yeah. There you go. Joe DiMaggio you your streak. You're now, you're now week. at 41 straight by cursing. No, no. It's at least 43.
1: That's All right, 43.
0: Good. And then next
1: week, you've got the game that you, you, there's no way by halftime of Sunday, they aren't already thinking about San Francisco the following week. So, this is a bad spot for them. If they win this game, I'll be really impressed. I'm picking them to lose, you know, by three or four games. They don't get killed, they're just too much talent on the team. But, and they, if they win, it wouldn't surprise me either. But if I got to pick a loss on this schedule right now, it's Sunday.
0: All right. Uh, I agree. And it's not going to deter me from my opinion, that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, although now I'm Agreed. re-scared about the 49ers. They're, they're re-scaring me. They look dynamic uh, in that game. On, Why?
1: Because on the- they're beating up on Pensacola high school every week? Uh, and I, yes, I understand
0: and- it, but they're rolling. Christian McCaffrey and and Debo Samuel uh, and iuke are, are tremendous weapons, So, uh, and their defense is really good. Uh, so they're scaring me a little bit. I still have the Eagles above them uh, as an edge right now. Uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, your Philadelphia 76ers. Now I, listen I've I, I put down this uh, playing tournament as kind of meaningless. so it may sound hypocritical of me to say that uh, the Sixers not being in it um, is is not a big deal. It, it's a big deal only in that the competition in their bracket was such that they, they should have advanced. Okay. They lost a big game to Indiana. Okay. Indiana is coming on. They score a lot of points, uh, but they, they have, they, they lost two games of the four in this tournament. And, and this is supposed to be a really, everybody is lauding that the Sixers, Oh, look how much better they look. Look at Nick, Nick nurse, Bubba. look at all these players they have And, for them not to advance in this playing tournament is not good. Okay, and I'm not going to say it's going to destroy the season, but it is not good. So uh, let's look at a couple things that uh, that picked. I was reading the Philip today and our good buddy Keith Pompey, and um, he's talking about teams being uh, being able to figure out uh, the Sixers, and they they figure uh, them out by being very physical with them and wearing them down making uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey less effective and noticeably tired at the end of the games, along with Embiid. Now, Embiid didn't play the other night, but he writes this paragraph. This year, um, opposing teams have presented a major problem for the Sixers, with Embiid not in his best shape. When the reigning MVP approves his conditioning... Maybe he'll be able to sustain the physicality longer. And I go, what the F? What are you what? Are you kidding me? He's not in good shape. The season has begun. The training camp is over. He's not in his best shape. Again, we have to put up with this. Why isn't he in his best shape? It's ridiculous that we sit back here and we allow for for that well, while he's not in his best shape. Why not? There's no excuse for him not being in his best shape. He's an MVP for crying out loud. How do we have to go through the season waiting for him to get in his best shape? It's absolutely ridiculous. And Keith, if you're going to write a line like that, that's fine. There's got to be a columnist that writes a column on why the frick he's not in his best shape. It's embarrassing. It's it, the story. I mean, it's every year. It's like the you
1: know the old expression, broken record. Let me ask you this. Is the loss of Kelly Oubre that big for this team? Is it, it, shouldn't is, is it? It, shouldn't it shouldn't be. be. It shouldn't
0: be. It should be, but it looks like it is. No, it, sh- it shouldn't be. <laughs> they've, got en- they've got enough players where Kelly Oubre shouldn't define whether they win or lose in a, look, play, in a, look, a, a, a in-season tournament. They looked great with him. They look like a caca without
1: him. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he made more of a difference to this team right now than we realize.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not believing that. Uh, but, but this, I can't get past this. Ben B's not in great shape thing. All right. Let me go on to Maxi. Well, speaking of Kelly Oubre, let me just, since you brought him up, why has this story gone cold? You know, there used to be a time in the city where you find out stuff. There's reporters out there. Why has this story gone cold? And why are fans going, well, it was no big deal. It was a big deal because we don't have the right story yet, right? He, he, he made up some kind of a police report that did not exist. How is that not a continuing story? How is nobody figuring out what the story was? And people are going, oh, you're making too much of it. You know why I'm making too much of it in fans' eyes? Because Kelly O'Bray is a good player. If that was James Harden who made up a story like that, or if it was somebody that was on the fans' crap list, I guarantee you that more fans would be upset by it. But because Ubre played well in the early season, it's like, oh, hands off. Oh, Kelly. What happened? What happened? Obviously, what he said happened did not happen. It is up to a reporter to find out what the hell happened. You got sources, you got people, you can talk to people. All right, that's it. That's my Kelly Ubre thing. Now, mainly move on to Maxi. All right, Maxi's defense has been suspect this year. And they are making it a point to attack him on defense. Now it's improved. He wasn't the lackluster defensive player that he was when he came into the league. He's, he's worked hard to improve that. But they are still really working him to defend on the other end. They are targeting him, they are hunting him down for defensive assignments. They're ganging him on offense. He's struggling with the pick and roll. He's also, um, he, they, they're forcing him to go left. And I'm going, okay, all right, dude, you're supposed to be a burgeoning star player, and I understand how he whips around with the dribble on the right, but you also have to go left, bro. They're forcing him to go left, and it's kind of messing up his whole mindset. So he's got to overcome that. If Derek Julander can go left, so can Maxi Mike. This is a Maxi mb team, and uh, right now (laughs) they've only lost two games. So I don't want to sound – they're going to win a lot of games. But I can't believe they're not in this playing tournament. I really can't believe it. It's stunning to me. I thought, sure, they would at least advance to the second round of this thing. All right. That's my Sixer stuff for today. Uh, it is time now for Mike Unleashed. And Mike Unleashed is really interesting today. Uh, I got three things, basically, I want to talk about on Mike Unleashed. So let's get with the first one, which is hurting my heart. Because I happen to be a big fan of Hall Notes. And, and I've always been a big fan of Hall Hall Oates. Philly's own. Well... Darrell Hall's from Potsdam, John Oates is from uh, North Wales, but uh, they have a Philly identity. Um, Daryl Hall is suing John Oates for something. And he's got a restraining order against him. So there is some kind of rift between them. It probably has to deal with some kind of business entity where uh, Darryl probably wants some more of a cut and, and Oates is fighting for his uh, uh, <laughs> part of the cut. Uh but I have a conversation that went on between them as this thing was going on. <laughs> I know where this- um so something something Oates must have done wounded Daryl in some way, so uh Daryl said, I can't go for that. no can do and Oates countered by saying, No can do. say it isn't so Daryl <laughs> and you're a man-eater. You're a man-eater, Daryl. And then uh, Daryl said, yeah, well, some things are better left unsaid. <laughs> and then Oates said, you're out of touch, and I'm out of time, bitch. And then uh, Daryl said, uh, listen, I've had my private eyes on you. And Oates said, it's a laugh, such a laugh. <laughs> it's so stupid. I got to laugh. And the funny thing is that we both thought – we were forever. Right, how was that? Was Get that you. Any good? <laughs> I love it. Oh, right. Dude, I saw that and I thought
1: of you right away. I had to send yeah, you that. But, I, mean, it's, I know it's your hard. heart was hurting.
0: I've seen them many times and I have great respect for him. In fact, I had John Oates on my show. You know, John Oates was a wrestler at North 10 High who, uh, who uh, was a district champion. How about that? Did you know that? You didn't know that. Did I did you? not know that. Yeah, he was a district champion wrestler in high school for what? North High. I know that at all. At a, at a very low weight class, by the way. I bet. Very, yeah, very, <laughs> he was very no slight. heavyweight ever. Uh, and I also played golf with Daryl's cousin. Really? Daryl's cousin uh, his name is named Tim Hall. Now Daryl changed his name to Hall, but his name really is pronounced H. Uh, it's spelled H O U H L or something like that. So it was uh, it's been anglicized to Hall. It's you know it's interesting that I know? I think it's H-O-H-L.
1: I actually have a H-O-H-L. close H-O-H-L. Who's, uh,
0: All right, Darrell Hall. Yeah. Uh, H-O-H-L. And here's another quick story on uh, on Darrell Hall. Um, or John Oates, actually. So uh, a friend of mine was in the – this is a long time ago. We both broke into the business. A friend of mine was working for the, uh, the North Penn Reporter, which was a daily newspaper uh, back in the day. I think it was called North Penn Reporter, or whatever it was. And uh, the, so the guy's trying to do a, an interview with uh, John Oates cause, you know, with the wrestling angle, and everybody's laughing at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to get John Oates. You're going to get John Oates in an interview. So all of a sudden, a uh, phone rings in the office, and uh, somebody somebody answers that. And it's uh is so-and-so there? I'm returning his call. And he goes, yeah, he's in the office. Who is it? And he goes, uh, it's John Oates. And the guy hangs up. He goes, hey, uh, somebody named John Oates is on the phone for you. <laughs> It was, And it was the John Oates. All right. <laughs> That's great. All right. Let's move on to number two in Mike Unleashed. Number two is Greg Popovich. Um, I have hated him for a long time. I'm going to tell you right now. He, uh, throughout my sports talk radio career, I, I've always uh, despised people like uh, the Greg Popoviches and the Bob Knights, you know, the bullies f- for no reason to be a bully. Incredibly self righteous. Yes. Uh, and so. <laughs> Um, if you remember, there's the soundbite that we used to play on the radio where I say, I think he's an ass face. That was about Greg Popovich when he did something stupid or he bullied a sideline reporter or whatever it is. One of these guys I just have no tolerance for. And if I was covering these guys, you can bet that I'd be in a battle with them on a daily basis. Popovich, uh, Saban, guys like this. Uh, so here's what happens the other night. Um, Kawhi Leonard is back in town playing for the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard won a championship with the San Antonio Spurs, and um, naturally, when a when a player leaves your city, you kind of hold a grudge. So he wanted to he kind of talked his way out of San Antonio. They wound up trading him to Toronto. So when he comes back, he gets booed, just like the Washington crowd boos Bryce Harper. Uh, everybody else booed boo, Bryce Harper, too. So he's at the free throw line, and the San Antonio crowd is booing. They're giving him business. He's at the free throw line. This is their one shot to isolate on Kawhi Leonard. So as Kawhi is at the foul line, Popovich runs over to the to the uh, uh, desk there um, and grabs a microphone, flips the microphone on, and lectures the crowd and says, Excuse me for a second. Can we stop all the booing and let these guys play? It's got no class. It's not who we are. Knock it off, the booing. Now, I started to think about the audacity it takes to do something. like this, Where you lecture your home crowd who are paying like $200 a pop to get into that building. Like, it's one thing for a college coach to lecture his college crowd when they're getting, like, you know, they're, they're mocking a guy and it's an unfair mock. It's, it, it crosses the line. I've seen that happen before, and I have no problem with that. For this guy to have the temerity to think he's big enough to lecture a paying customer that wants to uh, express their emotions at a, a basketball game, I, I have to shake my head. Uh, and here's the beauty of this whole thing. He kind of set the crowd off against Kawhi years before this. When given an interview, when Kawhi was gone from the San Antonio Spurs, and people were asking him, about the team that won the NBA championship and the subject of Kawhi came up, he said the following. Kawhi was a great player, but he wasn't a leader. Uh, Manu and Patty were the leaders. So he he laid him out, right? And now he's going to lecture the fans for picking up on something like that and booing. I hate that guy. I think he's an ass face, all right? That's the last thing I'll say about Greg Popp. All right, let's move on. Turkey! I do not understand the people who loathe turkey. There are people out there that actually tweet that they hate turkey and they won't eat turkey, or they hate the white meat turkey. Now, let me just say that I think turkey is a very underrated entree, and I try to have it as much as I can. Now, I'm not big on the whole turkey. I buy turkey breasts, and I roast them. I don't want the rest of the turkey. I don't know why there's a need for the rest of the turkey. Uh, people try to make the claim that dark meat is moister, and dark meat has an aftertaste. And to me, it's not palatable. Breast it's, meat, it's white breast meat with gravy, you can't beat. Dark meat with gravy, it's not the same thing. Well, I started to think they sell so many turkey breasts, what do they do with the other parts? Where do those other parts go? Where do the parts go? Can you tell, I, can, I, have you ever
1: pondered how much scrap a eat. <laughs> I don't know. Scrapple? Spam? Who where knows? do the other parts go? It's Great question. Do you know the answer?
0: No, I don't know the answer. I, I they really produce don't. all these turkey breasts. Where do the other parts go?
1: A lot of people do eat turkey. I think all the turkey legs go to Disney World. Right?
0: I mean, isn't that where they're all sold? Uh, <laughs> they're, they're the big, I, I really anything.
1: do. I'm willing to bet that Disney World or the Disney Corporation is the largest seller of turkey legs. And I have nothing to base that on. I'm, I'm just from experience i'm willing to bet all the turkey legs are sold at disney all
0: right well if anybody uh knows the answer to that question uh, you can email me mike at dot com. Uh, we asked the very deep and important questions here on the mike miss nelly podcast uh all righty uh it is time now for our fearless picks of the week and the week of football I already gave you an earlier one that game has just kicked off all right so as we're doing this podcast and Nebraska is a favorite against Iowa. Nebraska stinks. Now they're trying to get bowl eligible. They need this game to win six to get ball eligible. Iowa doesn't really need the game, but they have to keep their national ranking. So they get a better bowl game. So I, the Nebraska being a three point favorite is odd. It caught my eye. And therefore I am backing Matt rule and the corn Huskers. Uh, all right, so let's see uh, what else we have here. um, uh hold on a second. I've got my um I've pa- pause. I have to go get my, my ticket that I wrote down on on a on a on a notepad as a post it. Hold on. Go ahead.
1: Dolphins Jets today, three o'clock. Dolphins are nine and a half. I would actually go dolphins there. That's one that's an extra pick I'll have today.
0: All right. By the way, this, see, this is what you get on these video podcasts. We get, the, you know, you get the live action. And by the way, have you noticed the the backdrop now that we have the Big Bet Rivers backdrop is behind us right now? It makes the the podcast look uh, kind of official, doesn't it? It's a nice it's look. I think it looks good. nice. Of course, I got the Mike Masselli podcast hat right here. I like uh, it. Thanks for wearing yours today by the way uh okay You're here we go creepy, though <laughs> uh i am going uh i'm going to take another of uh, i'm going to take another uh this to me is too easy and i i feel bad for putting this out there but memphis minus 13 and a half against temple uh <laughs> it, it's like it's, it's it's a sin i think that you know <laughs> that uh, temple is a 13 and a half a point uh, underdog and memphis will cover i'm gonna it's it's such an easy thing to do there's no creativity in that pick at all but i'm going to take that as my second college pick in addition with nebraska uh now let me move on to pros uh, i get a game that nobody would think of picking but i'm taking the patriots minus three and a half playing the giants right Patriots playing the Giants. Well, that, see, I get nothing from my producer. I like, think I get nothing. I'm asking you a question. It's like it's it's like it's like into my the wind. Question was
1: drawn away by my daughter. Live live podcast. I apologize. No, you're great. That's a slop game. The I Patriots the are game. terrible. But they've, it's, a, it's a value. They've lost game. Control. No one even knows who the quarterback's going to be. It Patriots. doesn't matter.
0: The fact that the Patriots are a favorite in the game is telling me all I need to know. They're playing at the Giants. They're a favorite at the Giants. Wow. Tommy DeVito is not going to have another good game. I think the Patriots, this is a game the Patriots win.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Tommy DeVito lives with his mother who cooks some chicken cutlets on game day. I yeah, love I him
0: already. I know. And oh. He does. He does this. Have you noticed the he celebration? Hello. Yeah, he gives the uh, <laughs> he gives the hands together. The the the, the emoji. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to take uh, the Patriots minus three and a half uh, at the Giants, uh, and I'm going to go for a bounce back week with the Chiefs. They are uh, minus nine in this game. Uh, and, I, and I like that. Uh, I think that I think they're going to roll. If they were embarrassed a little bit last week. I think they'll get it together after losing in heartbreaking fashion. When you lose in heartbreaking fashion, it makes you want to come back with a vengeance the next week. So uh, I will take the Chiefs minus nine and a half. Uh, and I will take the Giants or the excuse me, the Patriots over the Giants uh, minus uh, three and a half. All right. Uh, it's the Raiders, Chiefs are the Raiders, though. Chiefs are at the Raiders, yeah. Yeah, I have
1: okay. a couple games. I there's two games I like. I like the Jaguars minus one and a half at the Texans. I know everybody's talking about CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, and the Texans are wow, actually hanging around. And They're a pretty good team, uh, considering how bad we all thought they would be beginning of the year. I don't think they're ready for this game, I think the Jags need it. I think they're more experienced. They got a better coach right now. I'm going to take the Jags minus one and a half at Houston. Another road favorite for you, the Saints. Derek Carr is back. The Falcons don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Don't know who their running back's going to be. Saints need the game to win that crap division. Again, it's only one and a half. Give me the Saints. And if you're if you're playing a game today, there's one NFL game. Look. I have a close friend who's a Jets fan, and I know Jets fans are compared to Eagles fans a lot. It must be absolutely friggin' miserable to be a New York Jets fan right now. They are so hard to watch, uh, and they're starting some guy named Tim Boyle at quarterback today. The Miami Dolphins are given nine and a half. I don't know how the Jets are going to score. I Miami, like the Cowboys, are one of those teams that is really good at beating up on bad teams. I think Miami. Takes them out to the woodshed today. They're giving nine and a half on the road. Jags, Saints, Dolphins, three road favorites. Pick the
0: Saints teams. more than any team you ever picked, first of all. Second of all, that Jacksonville line is a Texans line. Jacksonville ha- should be so much better than the Texans, and yet it's a point and a half. Dude, you're not learning the Missinelli lesson. I know You that, don't look, look like
1: at lines. You do not look at
0: lines. You'd go with your, your so-called football expertise. None of us had football expertise. None of us do. You I think you do. You, and you. And you pick the teams that you think are better. You got to look at the lines. You,
1: the last time we had this argument, we were against each other on a game. It was the Raiders and the Giants. you got to bring, the bring Raiders, up game? The Giants, it was 34-0 it's it's Raiders at it's halftime. the
0: system. I'm not part of the system. I am the system, as I James Harden would you, say. When you and I are at odds...
1: Your record against me is not good. I will say this. When we do agree on a game, we're 100%.
0: That's a ridiculous statement that you put out there in court without proof, and I would destroy (laughs) it on cross-examination. All right. It's time now for three questions for Mikey Miss.
1: Oh, three questions. Everybody loves the three questions, right? Uh, Highest-rated part of our segment, uh, along with Mike Unleashed, of our podcast every week. All right, three questions, Mike. First of all, yesterday was Thanksgiving. You and I both love turkey. Four or five items tops. Craft for me the ideal Mikey Miss Thanksgiving dinner. What do you got? I'm going to go turkey. Obviously, I'll give you that. Give me four sides with the turkey.
0: Well, you got to go stuffing. You got to go mashed potatoes. You got to go cranberry. Now, uh, a lot of people don't go cranberry. I think cranberry with the turkey and a gravy on top of it is spectacular. Uh, and then I got to go with a vegetable now. I'm I'm not big on Thanksgiving day vegetables because everybody casseroles it. So, uh, you know, I don't do the green bean casserole. I did yesterday. I made some, uh, uh, very flavorful Brussels sprouts, uh, tinged in, uh, apple cider, uh, and apple cider vinegar and honey and uh, a lot of herbs. And, uh, I got creative with it and it was pretty good. So, uh, like I say, I'm not, I'm not a big vegetable Thanksgiving guy. You can go with conventional corn or green beans. I don't like, but people go casserole all the time on Thanksgiving, which I don't do.
1: Totally agree. Casserole does not belong anywhere at Thanksgiving dinner.
0: I like a grilled
1: or like a broiled vegetable. We do like carrots and broccoli and stuff like that. Got to have some greens in there, right? Okay. Question number two go back to your youth. It's Thanksgiving back in Bristol, PA. Give me a good Thanksgiving memory. Was the house full one year? House, you know, maybe you and mom, maybe you and dad. Give me a good Mikey Miss childhood Thanksgiving memory.
0: Well, in Bristol, the tradition is a Thanksgiving uh, Day parade, but also a Thanksgiving Day football game. It's one of the oldest, if not the oldest, tradition uh, in the state, actually. Bristol versus Morrisville on Thanksgiving day. So when I was a kid, it was a big deal to get all bundled up and go to the game. And then later I would play in one. So uh, that was the the big tradition in Bristol. It is the Bristol of Morrisville Thanksgiving game. And of course, the most famous resident of Morrisville was not a football player, but a basketball player. He was a buddy of mine who I covered with the Temple Owls. His name is You don't oh, know? is that is
1: it Matt? Um, no, who is it? It's Mike Breeswick. Know. Mike Breeswick. That's it. it. Matt. I'm sorry, Mike. I knew, I knew who it was. I said the wrong first name. Sorry, Mike.
0: Uh, all right. Go ahead. Next question.
1: Uh, all right. Third, third question. By the way, good memory. I love that you involve family, friends, and in a situation like that, it's family of friends. You're all together. Love that, man. Love that stuff when you're a kid. All right. Third question. You see the halftime shows yesterday? No. Well, there was one halftime show in particular.
0: <laughs> I don't watch halftime shows. I
1: understand I, that, but you had to at least seen a picture or some video of No, I didn't, I didn't.
0: I didn't see any. Come of on, man. I did not. I, I, at I halftime, don't believe I went and took care of other business in my house.
1: I texted you. I said, You got to see Dolly. I, I need to oh, I did catch her with the with I, uh, Dallas you cheerleaders. Dallas cheerleader outfit. So, my third question is to you, okay? Dolly Parton yesterday Cowboys cheerleader outfit. She's seventy-seven years old. This is, would a,
0: this is, a, this is a would you question. Would you? I used to do this with Steve <laughs> Fredericks. <laughs> yes, would you, would you? Later, Steve Fredericks? I used to do this with Steve Fredericks. Hey, Mike, I, Mike know, I absolutely would, Mike. Know, you know, Steve, all in on that. By the way, you could actually do it. That you can't do it anymore. Uh, the answer to your question is <laughs> no. <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry no steve 100 be... by
1: the way all in that would be no all day
0: <laughs> come on man <laughs> all right all right
1: that's it three questions that'll shut ra- it down
0: that'll wrap up this particular black friday podcast if you're out there i don't know Do people still go out shopping like the annoyance of fighting crowds and stuff when you can do it so easily online i don't know but if you're doing that be safe out there and don't no road rage, all right, because this is where road rage happens. Uh, everybody have a great uh, weekend. Thanksgiving weekend is great because it starts on on Wednesday and goes all the way through the weekend where you do nothing but loaf around. Uh, and I just for the record, I gave my dog some turkey yesterday. I have never, I have never. Now she's eight. I have never witnessed or heard or smelled her passing gas ever. And yesterday, uh, she went in front of the fire. I had the fireplace going, and I'm watching TV. And she went in front of the fire, and I heard, (laughs) and I was astonished. It never happened. She, knows they're the cleanest dogs ever. I, I've never heard that from my dog. And she looked back at me like with a little embarrassed face, like that, like she was a human being. (laughs) uh anyway that's 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 our closing note here on the podcast (laughs) shima the shiba have a great rest of the day. yeah shima the shiba if you're thinking of a nice little present for the kids you know like a stocking stuffer uh the uh uh, shima the shiba the adventures of shima the shiba it's a children's book that i wrote i'll be reading to a class next week in fact uh you can email me mike at mikemiss.com, uh and uh, i'll let you know how you can get it or you can uh you can just go on Amazon.com and uh, you can get it. So, so there you go. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Be safe out there. Thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends and neighbors to subscribe. And the Mike Miss podcast will come to your inbox uh, automatically. Uh, for Darren, uh, Mike, see you. Happy Thanksgiving, Mike. See you. Thanks for listening to the Mike Ellie podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.